Welcome to Markets Panorama, a podcast by Monetaria. Monetaria is a startup founded by myself, Nicolò Carpaneda, to help you achieve your financial freedom. We are working very hard to design an all-weather dynamic investment portfolio capable to adapt to any market condition. And in the meanwhile, we love to share our thoughts on markets and to put together investing guides for your benefits. This is the first episode of a mini-series on Investing 101. We'll discuss today about how to start investing in five steps. The big question we try to answer to here is how to make your money work smarter for you. And the simple answer is learn how to invest in financial markets but how to start. So this is your quick go-to guide in five steps, which are one, find out how much you can invest. Two, how much energy and focus are you willing to dedicate? Three, define your investment goals. Four, set up your risk profile. And five, understand where we are in the economic cycle. So let's dive in. Imagine that you have some money available and you are not sure if you should invest or how much you should invest. So understanding how much money to invest is an absolute requirement to avoid mistakes such as either not investing or risking too much or choosing the wrong risks on financial markets. So here's the first rule for today. Do not invest more than you can afford to lose. If bigger investments generate higher returns, by the same logic, so do bigger losses. But of course, we need to know how much. The amount you can invest depends on A, your income, B, your living costs, C, your savings. A good rule of thumb is to calculate six to nine months of your current living costs. Take that amount of money away from your savings and deposit it into an emergency fund in a bank account, I mean cash. Then take the remaining part, the rest of your savings, and you can invest them. For example, imagine that you have an annual income of 70,000. Take the currency of your reference area, can be dollars, can be euros. Living costs, let's assume that they are 3,500 per month. So over nine months, you will have more or less 32,000 costs to cover. Let's also assume that you have savings in a bank for 55,000 in total. So the amount available to invest will be your total savings of 55,000 less nine months of living costs, 32,000. So you will be left with 23,000 to invest in financial markets. Cool. So one step is already covered. The number two is to discuss the energy and focus that you want to put into this activity. Because managing your investments, simple or complex, requires an effort on a regular basis. If it is true that the bigger and more diverse your investment portfolio is, the more opportunities there are to grow your money, but also the need for monitoring and eventually moving things around. 
So it is key to think about how much time and energy you are willing to dedicate. How to do that? You have two options, do or delegate. If you want to do or invest yourself, you can learn your stuff in full, then go build and run your diversified investment portfolio. The benefit is that you are in charge, you know the risks that you're taking, but it will take a good chunk, if not the entirety of your time. So you can also delegate or ask someone else to manage your money. You will find either good or bad financial advice out there. We have a dedicated article on www.monetaria.io slash panorama on using or not a financial advisor. And we can report here the main takeaways. So a financial advisor is an expert professional capable to assess your financial situation, help you set relevant financial goals, and develop a plan to get there. Some of the tasks that an advisor does for you helps you build an emergency fund, as we mentioned earlier, budgeting, paying off debt if needed, planning for retirement, and building and managing an investment portfolio. Watch out that financial experts are like sports champions. Like a good tennis player or basketball stars, some advisors are experts on specific areas such as tax or insurance, while others will know how to invest, which is what matters to us here. So it will be to you to find out a good one. There are two types of advisors. First, there are normal financial advisors or people. In-person advisors will perform some of the tasks that we mentioned, will meet you periodically, manage your emotions, which is very important, and eventually meeting your family and building a personal relationship of mutual trust that in some cases can end up with a warm friendship. By the way, going forward, we'll merge the definitions of financial advisor or private banker, considering them broadly the same for the purpose of the podcast. Second, there are robo-advisors. Robo-advisors are online services typically offered by investment firms which are already managing money in active or passive funds that can build and manage portfolios of low-cost investments via an online interaction only. Your design portfolio crafted by this robot should be suited to your declared financial goal and with a product mix which is determined by a computer algorithm, not by humans or by human models. In some regions, such as in the US, it is becoming popular to start with a robo-advisor and then add a human advisor later if needed. The costs depend on the region you are for, from, but typically the charge is low fees in the range of 0.1 to 0.5% of managed assets with or without an annual subscription for robo-advisors, while human advisors will typically charge 0.8 to 2% of the income you have under management. The pros and cons of working with an advisor, and this is the most important part for your interest perhaps. So an advisor brings three key advantages. First, it will help you saving time. Second, it will keep your emotions in check. Third, will typically, but not always, have a better grip on markets than you can have if you are not an investment professional. But there are some disadvantages too. 
you will spend high fees in some cases and some advisors are simply not very good to follow markets and to make investment decisions. on and going back to our guide to start investing in five steps, we are now at the step number three, goals. Setting investment goals can help you know what your money is working for and can help you achieve your long-term life objectives. In fact, having goals can empower you or who manages money on your behalf to see how well you're doing and if you need to make changes to your investments. Examples of goals can be setting money aside for retirement, pay for college tuition for your kids, buy a new house, buy a new car. This is some work that you have to do on your own. So take pen and paper and think about it. If you have no specific objective in mind, it is fine to just work towards building up your savings over time. Step number four, risk profiles. So one of the best known rules of investing is that the greater the expected return, the greater the level of risk involved for a potential loss in financial markets. So how to define a level of risk and return that can be acceptable for different individual investors? And the answer can be found in defining your risk profile which is also called investment profile eventually. So we will clarify every question that you have. Let's start with the definition. A risk profile is how much risk an investor is willing to take. Let's call it also risk appetite eventually. Such risk profile is usually required by financial advisors or investment firms to customize an investment portfolio with an investor's goals and risk tolerance. You should know straight away that a well-thought and regularly updated risk profile helps you make better investment decisions. Let's say that we want to randomly invest some money and we are not sure how much should we buy in risky stocks, how much in safer government bonds, and how much in very risky emerging market currencies. First, should we do it? Second, would such mix of assets be the correct one to meet with your goals within a required time frame? Third, would we tolerate the volatility or daily changes of such portfolio? I mean, there are almost infinite possibilities to fill up your investment portfolio with so many potential combinations of stocks, bonds, commodities, cash, and eventually cryptos as well. So what is the healthiest, best combination for you? The answer can be found in defining your risk profile, which is the core ingredient for determining a proper asset allocation for your investment portfolio. So in practical terms, risk profiles are typically categorized in six different buckets. The first is conservative. Second, moderately conservative. Third, moderate. Fourth, moderately aggressive. Fifth, aggressive. 
And sixth, very aggressive. You can change the vocabulary here, but usually you have five to six steps from the least risky one to the most risky one at the end. So if we look at the conservative risk profile, we will define you a conservative investor. You like to play safe with your money. So basically, you will have an evident need to avoid losses almost at any cost. Of course, the returns that you will get from a very safe portfolio will be minimal. Second profile, the moderately conservative investor. You also like to play safe, but you leave a small space for some additional risk to spice up your portfolio just a bit and increase a little bit your final returns. Number three, moderate investor. You like a well-diversified portfolio, placing equal weight in capital protection, but also increasing returns. Some short-term losses would be accepted in exchange with long-term gains. Fourth profile, the moderately aggressive investor. So ready to face temporary losses, you are ready to demand higher long-term gains for the medium to long-term. We move on to the fifth profile, the aggressive investor. You are ready to face major losses over time as you aim to significant gains in the long term. So you are happy to stomach significant market volatility over time. The last one is the very aggressive investor. As an experienced investor, typically, you want to maximize returns at all costs. And it doesn't matter if very aggressive volatility or changing prices up and down over time is what you get back in return in the short and medium term. Creating your risk profile could not be simpler. In fact, a risk profile is defined by answering to specific questions around your general knowledge of financial markets and or if you have got a school degree related to investing and or what is your time horizon for investing and or your past investment experience or individual preferences or attitudes towards risk. If you go on www.monetaria.io slash panorama slash risk profiles, you will find a couple of examples. The answers will be scored and will link you up to one of the profiles described above. Then it will be your job or the job of financial advisors, human or robots, to shape your asset allocation boundaries and so build your investment portfolio and change it over time. One important last thing, as your preferences will change, so should the risk profile. So be ready to keep it updated over time. The final output of this process is that you will have a tailored portfolio. As a conservative investor, your average allocation will be between 5 and 20% in stocks and the rest in cash and short-dated fixed income instru instruments. As you move higher into the risk profiles, your stock allocation may go to 20-30% as a moderately conservative investor. As a moderate investor, it will be up to 30-40% in stocks. As a moderately aggressive investor, you will move up to 40-60%. 
as an aggressive investor 60 to 80 as a very aggressive investor you will have 80 to 95 percent allocated in stocks in fixed income you will have as a moderately conservative investor 70 to 80 percent in cash and short dated fixed income instruments as a moderate investor you will be 60 to 70 percent in cash and fixed income as a moderately aggressive investor 40 to 60 percent in fixed income minimal amount of cash and as a very aggressive investor 5 to 20 percent will be invested in fixed income long dated instruments Oof, the last one was a big one. So until now, we understand that we need to decide how much money to invest in financial markets. If we want to build the skills and use the time to do it ourselves or to delegate to advisors or private bankers, we need to define our own investment and life goals. And finally, we need to uh, reply or provide information to define our risk profiles to tailor to build and then dynamically change our investment portfolio according to the risk that we want to take in markets the work of a good financial advisor would stop here but we want to add a step number five which is about the economic cycle so this is for better investing. It is the step that is closest to our heart and the most overlooked because it is hard to do. Given that the economic cycle changes over time and so do markets, you or your advisor should understand what macro environment we live in at any given time. It is, we believe, the only way to first build and then second change your investment portfolio with the right shape for the current changing market conditions. For example, what was working in 2021 did not work in 2022 with a very aggressive inflation and with very aggressive central bank hikes. So the portfolio for 2021 in 2022 would have been performing very differently. And you or your advisor need to know in which assets to be invested within your risk limits at any given time to avoid big losses in certain market conditions. We are here to help in the meanwhile. Go on www.monetaria.io smart to stay up to speed with the market updates that we post. Go on monetaria.io panorama to read additional investment guides. Follow us on this podcast and we will try our best to help you following markets, understanding what markets are pricing in and at some point we'll be ready with an all-weather dynamic investment portfolio that should be able to move around and invest only in the most suitable assets in any part of the economic cycle. And with this, we thank you very much for listening to this podcast and this Investing 101 
guide on the five steps on how to start investing and speak with you very soon.